Hello and welcome to the Body Resilient Mum podcast. I'm your host, Louise Hurley, and I am here to elevate your body image one conversation at a time. Most of us have grown up believing that a thinner, smoother, tighter body and face is better. And if we have these things, then we have succeeded and we'll live happily ever after. When we've been surrounded by this message all of our lives, in some form or other, we tend not to question it. It's just the way of the world. But have you ever stopped to wonder whether these standards that we've been holding ourselves to are even possible to achieve? And if we do try to match these standards, like losing weight or trying to remain wrinkle and dimple free, is it actually healthy? As mums, we feel under so much pressure to succeed in all areas of life, including trying not to look like we've grown and birthed a tiny human. This podcast will encourage you to challenge your long-term beliefs about what your body should look like and help you to move from a place of conflict with your body to a place of peace and acceptance. In this week's episode of the Body Resilient Mum podcast, I'm going to take you through one of the lessons in the Body Resilient Mum project. Now, again, this is not a sales pitch, but I think it's one of the most important lessons in the online course, and it's about teaching you how to critique what you see in the media. Not just content, but the images. What we see in the media has a massive effect on the way that we perceive our own bodies, the way that we feel about our own bodies, and then therefore what we do to our own bodies to try to make ourselves look a certain way or try to fit in within what's seen as acceptable within society. So when I talk about the media, a lot of it is going to be social media because that's the platform that a lot of us are on most of the time. But it also includes, you know, magazines for those of you who actually buy paper magazines or maybe it's magazines online. It's the articles that we see online. It's TV. It's YouTube. So all of these things kind of come under the umbrella of media um, and it just kind of varies as to what you view the most, I guess. As I've just said, what we are exposed to in the media has deep rooted influences on our body image. Being able to bounce back from these images and then still see your body as a good body or, you know, as this good tool, as um, I've described in other, other episodes, because we want to see our body as this functional, practical tool rather than this beautiful, pretty ornament to be admired for what it looks like. So being able to see your body as this good body or, or a functional tool, despite what we see in the media and despite what society tells us our body should look like, is the whole meaning of body image resilience. It's being able to bounce back from that. In the Body Resilient Mum project, the online course, I go through how images and videos are edited and you know what we can look out for when they pop up, on, pop up on our radar. I take you through the narrow representation of bodies that we see in the media. When we talk about health and fitness, or when we look up health and fitness, we're only kind of exposed to a certain type of body. Usually it's thin, slim, fairly active muscle, and actually we know that's not true, is it? Because we can be any shape, any size and still be healthy. And I also take you through what the actual content or the messaging is that accompanies these images and videos, because it's not just the image that affects our body image, it's the messaging behind it. And sometimes it can be so subtle. Um, it's really important to be able to pick that out and understand what the adverts are doing or, or what the what the services are trying to do with their images and their messaging. So have you ever heard people say that what you see in the media 
like isn't real because that's because 99.9% .9 of the time that's absolutely true. The internet is curated, it's staged, a lot of it is set up except for the body resilient mum stuff. <laughs> um, because you can editing apps or software is so accessible now i think 10 years ago it was probably quite difficult you know you'd have to use photoshop or you'd have to be skilled in using um special pieces of software but now you can download them on your phone and you can have these editing apps that will give you high cheekbones or a smaller waist or you know a longer neck smoother skin less wrinkles you know you name it you can change it and you don't have to be an expert in this so here are just a few things that are commonly edited in photos and not just professional photos for magazines and stuff. These are like any photos that you will see on social media or in the media. So you can lengthen your face, you can make your cheekbones sharper, your nose made smaller, eyes widened, lips made fuller, breasts bigger, waists narrow, hips smoothed, labia smoothed over in underwear or swimwear photos arms made thinner, legs lengthened, skin texture smoother, hair made shiny and full, teeth whitened. Oh my God, like the list just goes on and on. So you can imagine how completely unobtainable and impossible it is to match these beauty standards in real life. And yet we feel, myself included, we feel ashamed of our bodies or our faces when we don't match up to these standards. And we do things to try to fix our bodies in order to try to match these standards. And yet it's not real. So you can see how utterly ridiculous this sounds, but how easy it is to fall into this trap. There are also filters. Now, filters can have a purpose and they have a place. We can make something look artistic. We can make it look warm, bright, moody, cinematic. So they've got a place, but what we don't want are filters that can add a full face of makeup or smooth out wrinkles and dimples and bumps on your skin and change the structure of your face and your body like we've just gone through for several reasons. Now, it is not always obvious when these filters are being used. And so when you use these filters, what happens is you're then adding to this array of media, this array of photos or images that other people can see and therefore compare their body or their face to. At this point, maybe you're thinking, well, what's wrong with wanting to use filters to improve photos of myself? There is absolutely no judgment coming from me if you personally use filters on your photos to make yourself look you know, better. If you think that you look better with a filter, no judge from, judgment from me at all. But what I want you to think about, because you're listening to this podcast for a reason, what I want you to think about is why. Why do you feel that you need to use that filter? Now, if it's because you feel that you don't look good enough without the filter, where are these standards coming from? Are you in this trap of seeing everyone else's photos on social media or out in the media, um, YouTube, you know, all the different platforms that we've discussed? Are you in that trap where you have seen other people's photos, you feel like you are not good enough and therefore a filter on your own photos is the way that you make yourself feel better. So I want you to think about why you use those filters on your own photos. And then think about how it makes you feel when you see your real face in the mirror. 
in the morning. There's no filter, it's not through a phone or a screen. It is your real face. In comparison to the filters that you use on your phone for your own photos, how do you feel about your real true life reflection when you see it in the mirror? I am going to guess you don't like it as much. Otherwise you wouldn't be using the filters in the first place. Now this, this is then a problem because you're feeding into the cycle of, well, my face doesn't, or my body isn't good enough, I'm going to change it, but then in comparison, I can't live up to those standards, and therefore I feel very unhappy with my real body. And then it goes around again, but then you use the, the filters in the photos, and you're just caught in this cycle, and it can make you feel very ashamed of your real body, it can make you feel self-conscious, it can make you feel less confident in the actual real skin that you're in. So I'm not telling you that using filters on your own photos is wrong. What I'm getting at is think about how it affects the way that you feel about your own body or your own face in real life when you don't match up to these standards. Be part of the change, you know, be brave and just think about the effect that it also has on other people's body image and how you're feeding into the system of never letting anyone see what a real face looks like. So be part of the change, be brave. You're listening to this podcast for a reason and you, you're here for a reason. I feel like I'm already preaching to the converted, but sometimes you need a little nudge and hopefully this is your nudge. Have a think about why you might be changing your photos and also the effect that it has on other people's body image. When we see other people's photos and you think that there's a filter being used, you think that it's been, um, it's been altered, it's making you feel a bit crappy about your own body image because you don't look like that in real life. Why are you not living up to these beauty standards? What do you need to change in order to live up to these beauty standards? I want you to ask these questions. Why? do you think that they're using edited photos? Now, what could be the reason why this person or this business, this service is using edited photos? Then I want you to ask, how does looking at their edited photos make you feel about your own body in real life? This is really important because you get to take a step back now and have a, and kind of dissect what is going on. Press the pause button on that cycle of feeling shitty about not matching current beauty standards. How does looking at this edited photo make you feel about your own body in real life? And then I want you to ask yourself, would you enjoy unedited photos of these people? Would you think less of them? What would you think if this business, person, service, whoever it is, wherever you're seeing these photos, what would you think if they used unedited photos? And what, lastly, what effect do their edited photos have on you? So as well as thinking about, like I got you to do earlier, so as well as thinking about how does it make you feel about your own body in real life, what further effects do these edited photos have on you? You can flip the coin and ask all these questions about yourself and, the, and your own photos, but actually these, this list of questions is a really great way to start dissecting what is going on with the images that you see in the media. I don't know about you, but so I personally believe that normal bodies are not represented enough in the media. What you'll notice is that there's a very narrow representation of bodies. Bodies change, don't they? I think we've talk, I've talked about this in previous podcast episodes and it's a main theme that runs through the Body Resilient Mum project. 
but bodies change throughout life and they're meant to change they're not meant to be the same weight shape or size they change lots after we've had babies and as we get older but this is not portrayed in the media so everyone's striving to look young and to be roll and dimple and wrinkle free but there's such unrealistic ideas and it's impossible for us to achieve for most of us we don't often see normal postnatal bodies or normal bodies with rolls and cellulite and stretch marks or wrinkles on body hair and so much effort goes into looking smaller and younger that we're just not exposed to normal bodies and then when we compare our own bodies to these unrealistic standards I mean we feel that we fall short of course we do because they're unrealistic standards so of course we fall short this then leads to shame and disappointment and we go on this expensive or crazy or time-consuming quest to fix whatever part of our body we deem is not good enough. What a waste of energy, mental energy and physical energy. And if we think about these standards that we're holding ourselves to as well, they change too. So not only do our bodies naturally change, and that's not represented in the media, the goalposts are always being widened, like the, the standards to which we hold ourselves to are always changing. Think about what was seen as a desirable body in the 90s. When we think about Kate Moss and that um, very skinny, no muscle, very, very minimal body fat, you know, that was seen as the fashion trend. And then going back before that, we're thinking of the 80s, you know, it was wide shoulders, it was an athletic look. And if you were to scan the decades over the past 100 years, you'd realize how much the I say fashionable, I'm doing air quotes, you can't see, but you know, the, the fashion or the trend has changed. And you know what? Your body is not a fashion, it's not a trend, it's a natural, normal body. And you can't hold yourself to these unrealistic standards because they're changing all the time and your body is not meant to change that way. Let it do what it needs to do. And if that's to get wider in the hips, it's to get wider in the hips. That is what your body is meant to do, especially after you've had children. But don't let fashion trends dictate what you think your body should look like. We've talked about editing apps, we've talked about filters, but what about posing? Have you ever scrolled through social media and thought, wow, like I want glutes like her, or wow, I would love to have that waist in that kind of bikini? or you've just admired somebody's body and not really paid much attention to the way that the photo is taken. So angles, lighting, posing, they can all make a massive difference on the way that a photo looks and the way that somebody's body looks in a photo. You'll find that influencers and celebrities, or maybe just, maybe your friends, will pose in a certain way because it makes their body look different. So a really good example is, swimsuit models. They will pose in a specific way that makes their waist look very small as they lean forwards. Or gym influencers, fitness influencers in the gym and they're talking about you know building a booty, getting bigger glutes. Um, you know the camera's down low, they'll do a low squat so it makes their bum look bigger than their waist. So it's all about the angles. And whilst I'm not passing judgment on people who do this. I'm not passing, if you enjoy posing this way for your photos, I'm not saying it's wrong. But again, think about the reason why you are doing this. Do you think you look better 
if your glutes were bigger? Do you think you look better if your waist was smaller? How about just posting a photo of a normal body? The same goes for when you see these influencers or you see these photos and you think, oh, I wonder if that person's posing a certain way. Have a think about why they might be doing it. You'll often find it with creams or products that claim to reduce cellulite. Now, cellulite is kind of like a made-up condition. It's just the dimples on your skin, but it's not bad. It's, it's just skin. It's the way that your fat cells sit below your skin and the majority of women will have cellulite somewhere on their body. However, products can make an absolute fortune by selling you a cream that claims to reduce this cellulite. And what you'll often see are before and after photos. And they'll show before, you know, the dimpled skin, um, here's the cellulite, here are the wrinkles on the skin. And then they'll show you after, claiming that it's 13 weeks or 16 weeks, however long after, showing this really smooth skin. Have a think about the lighting. How is this person posing that's different? If they haven't used editing apps, then maybe it's the lighting that is different. You can take a photo, <laughs> take a photo of your bomb, and it might have cellulite as you take it from one angle, turn around so that the lighting is somewhere else, and you'll find that you can't see that cellulite anymore. So this leads nicely on to having a think about the messaging behind what you see on social media. We're exposed to these not really true to life photos what is the reasoning what are the tactics behind it why are these photos being used as i scroll through social media i am all i see is adverts for diet apps weight loss shakes cellulite cream stretch mark tattoo services eyebrow stencils or tattoos you know everything that can change your body. I mean, it's partly because of the algorithm and these things, I like to know what's on social media. So I always click on these things and I want to know what, what's being offered to people so I can inform, so I'm informed and I can educate myself around what we're battling against when it comes to body image resiliency. So I kind of bring it on myself, but that's, what, that's what's coming up on my feed. Now, how I see it is you name it and there's a part of your body that can be, and again, air quotes, fixed. Because if you feel that a part of your body doesn't match up to current trends, then I guarantee there is a product out there that will say it can fix it. But have a think about this. Does your body, that certain particular part of your body, really need fixing? Is it broken? Does it stop you from doing anything physically? Or does it stop you from doing anything? My guess is no. And so why are we feeling like we should change these things about our body? And again, my guess is because we're holding ourselves to these unrealistic beauty standards. Now these products come across as being helpful because they're saying we can give you, you know, your confidence back in your body. Um, there's a big company or a large company that sells cellulite cream or stretch mark cream or booty firming cream you know they have the biggest range of all these things and they say that they're bringing your confidence back and it feels it sounds from the outside on surface level it sounds like they're you know providing this wonderful product that's going to make you feel confident in your body and you're like yes these people get it like I'm, they're talking about confidence and bringing this confidence out in me and actually these are the kind of products and services and companies that are part of the problem because 
they're just keeping that cycle going. They're perpetuating that cycle of you, your legs or, you know, this part of your body, your tummy, it's not good enough the way it currently looks, but we have this product to fix it. Here you go. Give us your money. We'll give you this. Oh, it didn't work. Maybe you need it for longer. And then, so you're paying these people to change the way that your body looks, but your body doesn't need fixing. It doesn't need changing. You're holding yourself to these unrealistic beauty standards and these products and services are perpetuating that cycle of you not feeling confident in your body, not because of what your body looks like, but because of how your mindset is, because of the way that you're thinking. Ooh, I feel like this has brought us round and we've come back full circle. Think about your body as a functional tool rather than something that is solely being judged on what it looks like. Think about viewing your body as a good body because of what it's achieved, how creative it is, what it's created, all those things based on what it can do rather than what it looks like. Now, in our society, we can choose to do what we want to do with our body, so long as it doesn't harm other people or ourselves. So I'm not saying that you shouldn't be using these products like the Booty Firming Cream or the Cellulite Cream. If you love using them, go for it. That's absolutely fine. There is never any judgment from me. But what I am getting at is to be mindful that these products or services at first glance sound like they want to help you. But the messaging actually says that one, something on your body is not good enough and it doesn't match up to the current beauty standards, like for example, cellulite. And two, they can fix it. So, you know, using the cellulite example with the cream. Then three, once it's fixed, you'll be happy and confident. But as we know, as we've just talked about, beauty standards are continuously changing. So how long are you actually going to be happy for, presuming that product actually works? And what is the next thing that you're going to change about your body? Because there's going to be something else, some sort of current beauty standard um, that we're going to be holding ourselves against what is it that's bashing your confidence next? What I want to do is remind you that it is not the way that your body looks that is the problem. It is how we think about our bodies. And that is because this is not our fault. That is because of the society that we live in and what society holds or deems valuable. And unfortunately, it's the way that we look. It's not health. It's not fitness, it's the way that our body looks, which is really sad. But as you're listening to this podcast, I hope that you're going to join me in trying to change that, change the way that you think, change the way that you behave and change the messaging that you pass on to your children so that we can start to make a change and pass that change on. Now, a really great way to help you critique what you see in the media is to ask yourself, pause and ask yourself about the content. I want you to ask yourself when you're scrolling through social media or you know you see things on TV, does this content, does the image or the video that you've seen, does it make you feel good about your body or does it make you feel shameful and not good enough? Now, if it's the latter, I want you to have a go at critiquing what you've seen or what you've read. What is it about the post or the image or the video that makes you feel this way? Is it edited? Is it posed? Is it just not real? Is it offering this service that actually isn't going to make you feel more confident, but actually perpetuates that cycle of not feeling confident in your body? And does it make you feel as though your body falls short of certain standards? There's a lot to take in there, 
re-listen to this if you need to, make notes, write stuff down, or join the Body Resilient Mum project because this is all the information in one of the lessons resources and it's all there for you. Hopefully this has given you some food for thought and I'm very much hoping that next time you're scrolling through social media or watching TV or you know feeling just not great about what your body looks like because it doesn't look like the image or the video that you're seeing. I hope that you can take that time out now to pause, take a moment, question what we've just talked about and move on. This is all part of building body image resiliency. It doesn't change overnight either. You've, these changes, this change in the way that you think and feel, it's a long, long process. And the only way that we're going to make these changes stick is by repeating it, doing it again and again. So get into the practice of looking at images and videos that you see in the media, social media, whatever, um, get into the practice of critiquing them. What is the messaging behind this? Why are these photos edited if they are edited? Does it make me feel good? Why does this image not make me feel good? Am I comparing myself to unrealistic beauty standards? The list of questions could go on and on, um, but you'll find that the more confident you become in how your body currently looks and what your body can do, the more automatic these questions will become. And the list will probably be smaller as well because you're feeling, you're, you're almost ticking them off, ticking off the answers as you go through. Um, and your body image resiliency is growing and getting stronger and stronger. So it'll become easier. If you would like more information on the Body Resilient Mum project, you can go to strongmums.com forward slash BRM dash project. The link is also in the show notes. Uh, <laughs> it's a bit of a mouthful. If you have any questions, please email me louise at strongmums.com. My inbox is always open and I absolutely love talking to mums about this. It is so important to get our heads around because this is what we're passing on to our children as well, especially as social media is going to play such a big part in their lives growing up. I think it's really important for us to be armed with the information so that we can teach them and make sure that they have this strong body image resiliency before they even ha start having these, these apps and being exposed to these unrealistic body images. If you've enjoyed what you've heard, make sure you hit follow wherever you listen to your podcasts, rate and review so that more mums can start to challenge societal norms when it comes to what their body should look like. For further information on what I've covered in this episode or to connect with me in person, head to the link in the show notes. You'll also find the link to enroll in my online course, The Body Resilient Mum Project. Until next time, bye for now.